Hey, high school hockey fans, it's time for another edition of This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey. Two straight weeks now, we got a full panel here between myself, Del Scanlon, Bill Sr., Bill Jr., and uh, plenty going on. As things start to heat up a little bit, teams starting to get some games in. Uh, we'll cover the top six here in a little while. We'll discuss that, how we're going to go about that. But uh, right now, let's go to our games of the week. Um, Burglar was at Lakeland at Mosinee, and Dell was at USM in Cooley Region, which turned out to be a real barn burner. Um, let's start with Burglar. You had Lakeland at Mosinee, a matchup of a sectional final from last year. Yes, it was. Uh, these two teams, well, actually played three times last year, but the, the two important times at the end of the season uh, were for the Great Northern Conference Championship, which Mosinee won. Uh, three to nothing, I believe it was. And then two weeks later, they played again for the right to go or for the Division Two Section Two uh, Championship and the right to go to the state tournament. And Lakeland won that game. Um, this one started out looked like it was going to be Mosinee um, all the way. They scored on two uh, two shots, one from the top of each faceoff circle. Um, and, and, and Lakeland had, you know, snuck in a, a, a goal from right in front of the net, but it was two to one after one period, but then Mosinee struck early in the second period for two more, made it a four to one game. Um, Lakeland called their timeout at that point to try to settle things down. And, uh, apparently it did settle things down because Lakeland scored three times in, uh, that period, and then scored the game winner um, early in the third period, and then hung on for dear life after that. Um, their goal they've been they've been alternating to uh, what you would probably call backup goalies um, because they're all conference goalie for the past two seasons. Max Masaizva. Uh, injured himself playing football and uh, has not played a game uh, yet for for Lakeland. So Andrew Molson uh, played in this game and looked a little shaky at the start, but but rallied, gathered himself up, and you know made a lot of stops during the that second period. And I think he stopped, I think it was sixteen shots in the third period, and you know allowed Lakeland uh, the the time and the opportunity to battle back. And they took that game uh, four to one. It was a, it was a very exciting game. Uh, had to thank the people at at Mosinee. They were you know concerned for my safety. Um, I, I we we bring a, I have a little step stool type ladder that you know allows me to get just over the glass, uh, so I can take pictures without having to go through the glass. And apparently, they didn't think that was safe. Uh, my big old melon, you know, being up there over the glass. They have an area that they reserve for uh, media types, and I guess that includes us. So uh, they they had me move over there where I was still exposed, but a little bit farther back from the glass. So anyway, uh, they were concerned, you know, this fat old guy standing on this ladder, I'm sure he's going to hurt himself. Um, so they, they made me do that, but but that was good. Uh, it was an exciting game. Um, good turnout in Mosinee for it. A lot of Lakeland fans down there too. Um, and, you know, Lakeland 
takes the first stage of this. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if the, if this is going to be the way that this this conference turns out. These two teams, um, Rhineland seems to be tough in the in the Great Northern. Um, hard to say, but these two teams have been kind of the cream of the crop there for a while. Uh, turn it over to Dell then for his girls game. Thanks, Burglar. Uh, girls game was interesting. Both teams were coming in off of tight games on a Friday night. USM had a two to one overtime victory against Bay Area, while the Cooley Region Cyclones, formerly known as the Onalaska Hilltoppers, had a three to one win over Western Wisconsin on Friday night. While on Saturday, they met in Onalaska at the Omni. And it was a tight game. Both teams had five penalties called on them throughout the game. And the first period saw Cooley Region score first on a power play goal. And then almost three and a half minutes later, that was answered with a power play goal by University School to end up the first period tied at one. Uh, shots were fairly even in the first period. Nine shots by USM, six by the Cyclones. Second period, 53 seconds left in the period. USM scores a power play goal despite being outshot in the period 20 to five. Uh, third period, two more power play goals, one by each team. And USM's get out of the town with a three to two victory on the road. Uh, all five goals were power play goals in this game. Uh, their Cyclones outshot USM 40 to 20, but it was the Wildcats getting out of Onalaska with the victory. And so that's how, you know, you have one that where you fought for it all the way through and come out strong in the end. And with that, I'm going to pass it back over to MJ as he starts to talk and get us ready for our players of the week. Our players of the week. Yes, Burglar is going to tell us about our Radisson Madison players of the week on the boys and girls side. Bill, take it away. Thanks, MJ. On the boys side, our Radisson Madison player of the week is from the Madison East La Follette uh, Eastside Lakers co-op. And he is Simon Kulo on Tuesday uh, against the, I think they played the, J, the Janesville JV. He had two goals and a six to three loss. But on Saturday, he beat Oshkosh. Um, he had six goals and two assists. So I guess he did need help. Somebody had to actually tap in the rebounds on those other two shots. Um, six goals and two assists and an eight to six win over Oshkosh. Uh, so Simon Kulo of the East Side Lakers is our Radisson Madison Boys Player of the Week. And on the girls' side, we go all the way up to the northwest corner. Uh, Autumn Cooper of Superior. On Thursday, she had uh, two assists in a two-to-nothing two win over Duluth Marshall. And on Saturday, two goals and three assists in a six-to-one win over the Eau Claire Area Stars. So Autumn Cooper of the Superior Spartans 
is our girls Radisson Madison players of the week. And uh, even this year with the state tournament moving, uh, the Radisson Madison is still the official state tournament headquarters of Wisconsin prep hockey, because actually it's kind of equidistant between the Alliance Center and the uh, Capitol Ice rink. So we're good. All right. Sounds great. Congratulations to both those players, Simon Kulo from the Eastside Lakers and Autumn Cooper of Superior. Both had very nice weeks and congratulations to them. Our top six. What's going on with our top six? Well, Bill Jr., this is where you come in because you're the one who's really good with numbers between all, all the rest of us. Well, the easiest number is that it doesn't start till next week. So that's good. That gives me another week to actually finish the form that goes out to the coaches, make sure all the teams are correct in D1 and D2 and that the new teams that came back this year are added. And, you know, the Alaska Hilltopper girls get renamed as the Cooley region, whatever Dell said they were. Uh, I literally just forgot it. I was looking at it a second ago, but the clones, we call them the clones, the cyclones. Um, so, you know, we'll get that all taken care of and we'll have, uh, week of December 12th, usually second week of December is when we have it. So we'll have it again then uh, this year for the top six. I just want to, you know, if any players, you know, are coming into the season all dinged up because of football, just like to say cross country, volleyball, and uh, soccer are all available as fall sports. Um, much less likely to send you into the hockey season injured than football is. Um, seems like every year, you know, a couple teams have got guys, you know, sitting out a good chunk of the season because of football. Cross country, volleyball, soccer, they're all right there. And they're all high cardio, get you ready for hockey season without as much chance of injury. You forgot tennis. Less. Junior, you forgot tennis. I think tennis is a spring sport. Tennis, Boys tennis is a spring sport. Girls tennis is a fall okay. sport. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, then you have, well, then you forgot soccer. I said soccer. No, he said say soccer. He said oh, soccer, okay. volleyball, and cross country. Oh, I didn't realize boys volleyball, boys volleyball was a WIAA sport. Um, yeah. A lot of schools, that was one that quite a few schools ended up dropping back in the 70s. I know that it was there. Yeah, I, I, I was looking up like, you know, football players are always injured. Like, could they be playing something else in the fall? And, I, you know, I looked at the, the boys volleyball. It's one division. Or yeah, it's one division, eight sectionals, and none of them has more than like nine teams. So it's like it's a small sport. So that might not be an option at your school, but soccer and cross country are pretty much everywhere. Is boys uh boys golf in the spring too? Yes. Dels says yes, it is. Okay. Otherwise they wouldn't be able to play the state tournament because the courses are all covered in snow. <laughs> Well, the girls is in the fall, though. All right. Um, go ahead, Dell. No, I'm good. Oh, okay. All right. Our upcoming games of the week on Saturday, the Marathon Cup Championship will be at DC Everest. One of the Berg men will hold the doors open to make sure the rink's cold enough. And on Saturday, St. Croix Valley Fusion travels all the way up to Superior. Dell's going to go all the way to the top of the state, right up where that sh star shines right above him. And uh, it's going to check out the girls' game up there and 
do a story on that one. So uh, that's what we have for our games of the week for next week um, for this coming week. As MJ alluded to, our rank at Everest is uh, semi-broken. The the ice resurfacer, the Olympia, uh, apparently had to be pushed off the ice. I haven't seen that. Um, had to be pushed off the ice and the, we've got compressor problems that aren't going to be fixed for several months. So all the ice level doors at Greenheck Fieldhouse are currently wide open, letting in the cold air, making sure the ice stays ice because it was pretty rough. Uh, it was pretty rough last Sunday um, when, I, when I was there with the, with the mites. Um, Does it look like the ice has been resurfaced since... Then? Yeah, and, and it, get, it got resurfaced after I practiced. The Olivia is up and running again. Okay. Um, the ice was, it made more snow than it normally does um, today when I was on there with the mites. We had practiced just before our podcast, but uh, it was it was back to normal. Uh, the, 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 the rink felt good. I believe they turned off the heaters uh, for the fan section for now. Uh, so it's getting close to being a proper ice rink instead of the warm ice rink it normally is. Uh, just because it's nice and cold outside, they can open up the doors, turn off the heaters, make sure the ice stays ice. But yeah, Saturday, we'll be there for the Marathon Cup Championship. Uh, for anybody who's not in the area and doesn't know what the Marathon Cup is, that's uh, Wausau West, DC Everest, Mosinee, and uh, Wausau East, which is now Wausau East Merrill Co-op. They play the Marathon Cup every year. Um, I guess, you know, for bragging rights on, uh, you know, the best hockey team in Marathon County, uh, it has been wausau west's championship to lose for many 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 years now but as long as at least as long as we've been doing this that long yeah if you go to um marathon park wausau's rink they have a wausau west sign above one section of stands and a wausau east sign above the other one where they list off like marathon cup championships and they've had to add extra boards to the wall to paint on more years for Wausau West. It's just full. Did East ever win it? They won it several times, but not recently. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, that's our uh, our top six roundup on that. Let's see our players of the week. Uh, the recap last time Superior Girls got a game of the week. Uh, this is the first time I've been up there for one of their ga- games. And it's not even a road game. It's in Superior. Yes. I can't. Have we ever gone to Superior for a game of the week? I know we've gone there for like sectional stuff, but have we ever gone to. I think Burglar's gone up there for a boys' side game of the week. I don't think so. Was he visiting his mom and decided to take in a hockey game? (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I would like to know what's going on in Superior this weekend. I couldn't find a hotel room for after the game. So I'll be actually. Oh. So at game gets done, I'm going to actually. I have to be in Shatek on Sunday uh, for a meeting, and so that's what you know. It plays in nice. The sec second weekend of the of the month, I'm up in Shatek for meetings, so makes it nice for. You know, if I'm up that way and there's a, a game going on that looks interesting, I might as well get up there and take it in and. It is going to be nice to actually be able to give Superior Game of the Week on their home ice. I was up there two summers ago. That's the only time I've ever been to Superior. 
trying to think of the hotel we stayed in. It was right there on the lake. Yeah. What is that? Okay, that one. Barker's Island. That's exactly what she just said. And but did I, you check with them, Dell? Oh, I, I checked up there and a few different ones, but I, I've been up to Superior uh when my youngest boy played for RWD and everything. Uh they would you do their summer practice up at in Superior and stuff. And then of course I've been through there when my daughter played hockey up at Rainy River Community College. Made made the trip up through passed through there all the way up into International Falls, Minnesota for hockey. Oh my goodness, that's a ways up there. International Falls. All right, well we're born in International Falls. What's that? I was born in International Falls. Really? Yep. So, MJ, I hear you got some final thoughts going on. Well, my one final thought just left me as my dog, who is recording this, has decided that it's time to bring her toy to me and it's time for us to play tug and stuff. She's finally left the room. Um, I'm very happy about that. But uh, our final thought I have is about score sheets. Um, I've had some that have been delivered to me. Um, just not completed or, you know, when we go and add the sheet into the computer, you know, we got missing player numbers for penalties or, um, missing goal scores, stuff like that. Uh, missing shots to the period, please make sure that you get your score sheets completed as best as possible. So we can load that in and we don't have to chase down, uh, scores and stuff or penalty box servers because of this whole thing. So if we could uh, ask that you guys just make sure you get that fully filled out, we would much appreciate it. And just to be clear, MJ is talking about the paper sheet. We're seeing paper sheets that aren't completed and that's like against the rules, like not our rules, like, rules like hockey the refs are supposed to sign those things because they're complete and accurate if you have goals without goal scorers or periods without shots recorded i mean i mean no offense to the volunteers who's doing it but you're not doing your job in the score booth um if it happened and the ref you know signals you know 15 from 13 and 12 you put that on the score sheet um we're seeing paper sheets that are incomplete and that's that's really not okay not that's not a wisconsin prep hockey thing that's just a a general hockey that's not okay one other thing um and we talked about this a little earlier guys before we started recording we we do understand that we have a lot of new coaches this year uh, uh for the different teams uh if you guys have any questions or need any assistance on uh being able to get score sheets entered and, and everything, please reach out to us. We're more than happy to help with that. We want to make sure that we get the records up there correctly, you know, for conference standings overall, how many games you played and everything. And then make sure that the players actually get the credit for their penalties their and their goals and assists. And I'm sure the goalies like to see how many saves they had and stuff, but you know, and yes, MJ, I saw you laugh when I said they're 
credit for their penalties. I do have had players come off the ice and say, how many penalty minutes did I get this game? So, you know, it, there are those that take the pride in their penalty minutes. Or I used to have ones when I worked the scorer's table in Janesville, they'd come to the box and how many penalties is that on me? Well, it's three, one more and you're done. Okay, okay, okay. And they'd sure enough, they'd go out there and they'd get that fourth one. Well, Never I fail. Just, I just want to clarify that. Uh, Dell and MJ may be more than happy to, to answer your question and stuff. I would merely be happy to. Um, not more than happy, just happy to. Uh, I think <laughs> with me, more, more than happy is going to put me over the edge. Um, it's just how you are. Yes. If you want him to be more than happy, you need to give him some bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that usually helps. Um, so anyways, the score sheet stuff, if we could get that covered, great. That would be fantastic. And um, I know one thing that I also wanted to mention, go out on your rosters that you've entered on the website and please make sure the players' numbers are up to date. Because I've had some of that come across where I had a player who was put down for a goal and there was nobody by that number. So that's something that, you know, we got to go out and chase. And if we guess, it's might not be right. So just make sure that the players, the rosters are correct. Numbers are correct. And the correct player is attached to that one. That would be fantastic. Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I don't, I kind of like sitting here scoring, entering game sheets. It doesn't bother me. I, I don't mind it and everything. Uh, especially, you know, work, Working from home, you know, I get some free time after I'm done with work where I'm able to do it. Uh, but the one other thing that we need to kind of get the word out about is the holiday tournament season is rushing in on us really quick. And if your teams are participating in the holiday tournament, if you guys could get us those schedules, it'd be greatly appreciated so that we can kind of keep track on this to what's going on over the holidays. Yeah, if you if if you have a if you have the brackets, if the brackets are set, I mean, you know, most of you, don't, you only know the first round of games, but if you have the send us the brackets so we can we 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 have a section on the site where we put all that up there and we keep it going, we keep it updated during the tournament. So, um, yeah, get us those brackets as soon as as soon as you can. Um, plus, we have to we have to schedule our time. Some you know we, we're try to cover as much of these uh, tournaments as we can. Yeah. If you tell us on December 22nd about a tournament on December 27th, we're probably not going. Yeah. So that's a couple weeks in advance. That'd be awesome. My guys question guys, when you got like a team like the Eastside Lakers playing the JV schedule and they beat a varsity team, how does that go down? Does that go down on the varsity team's record? Yep. It goes it goes down on on the East Side Lakers record. Yeah, not as a Jane, not not Janesville varsity record. No. They, they they it does not it does not list No, I'm no Janesville Janesville was a JV game. I'm talking about when they played Oshkosh. Oshkosh is a varsity team. Does does that Lost yeah, against their record. Yeah, 
Yeah, because they're not playing a pure JV schedule. They have Milton on their schedule. They've got Baraboo Portage on their schedule. Um, they're playing a mixed schedule this year. So the East Side Lakers, while they are playing some JV games, um, as far as I can tell, they are still a full team. I, I see why they I see why they do it though. I mean, it's not going to do any them any good or their opposing team any good unless you're playing Verona twice. You know, what is either team going to get out of this? Nothing. So I'm all for it. I just didn't know how it goes down record wise, as if they're playing a varsity team. And they are still. I mean, they're they're still a tournament bracketed team a tournament assigned team. So they, their games count the games that they play against JV teams don't count for stats and scoring and stuff, but the games that they play, otherwise they still count. So when you say they're, they're a bracketed team, does that mean then when it come playoff times, they have to play? Well, they can they get, to, they, they get to play. They yes. get to play. Yes. They're, I mean, they're on the WIA 2023 boys hockey assignment list. Division one, section three, just as they've always been. Okay. I didn't know MJ, exactly. MJ, you, you got your ear to the ground a little more about some of the hockey teams over around the Milwaukee area. What do you know about Kenosha? You know, one thing I've heard about Kenosha is I've heard they had some kids stay home. They had some kids that didn't go south and go play in Illinois or the Chicago area, they decided to stay and play for Kenosha, and it's making a difference. This is this is a much-improved team. And, uh, yeah, they've got some wins. they got a couple losses. But uh, this team, you just – not one of those where you're going to say, you know, it's going to be an easy one. No, they, they're pretty competitive. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch them because that team in that area has just been so down for so many years. So to see when an area like that is competitive, it makes the rest of the state look better as well. I talked to their old coach, um, Jer Litke. Yeah, coach for me. He, he he said he's he had to spend all fall recruiting, keeping his not, players. Not yeah. not 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 like you know, you know, recruiting. Not not going to other schools and trying to steal players but just recruiting kenosha kids to stay and play for their high school team rather than going down to chicago yeah he said his biggest his biggest deal as a coach was getting his own kids that went to his high school to play for their team rather than yeah going and playing club hockey somewhere that was his that was his biggest challenge as a coach wasn't the parents or the ice they're dealing you know with you know actual game strategy and coaching and all that no is getting his own players to play because they'd go up they'd come up through kenosha youth hockey or what i don't know what the association is there and then they'd go play triple a somewhere yeah the association's there and you know kenosha you look at them through the youth levels i mean there's some years where they've really fielded some pretty good teams at the youth levels and you know they've played in some uh state tournaments and and I can remember a couple of years here, they played in a in a state tournament here in Janesville, and they took second to Wanakee. So it's not like that they don't have an association that brings players through, because they do. It's just a matter of they're not staying. I mean, if they're talented enough, obviously they're going somewhere else. But 
you got a couple players now, and I don't know, I don't know any names. I wasn't there when they played, but you got a couple players now who all of a sudden have said, you know what, let's stay here and play. And you know, it's it's putting together wins. Uh, it's putting together, you know, a more of a memorable season other than the one they had a couple of years ago when it was just god awful. So to see them be competitive and get a couple wins and you know do some things other than just be a doormat, you know, it's good to see. And like I said, it's good for everybody um, in high school hockey in Wisconsin's when one of the teams that's, you know, been down is all of a sudden starting to win again. And obviously uh, in our name, Wisconsin prep hockey, we would love it if no players ever went and played full season, triple a before and after that's great, but full season. No, we're not about that. Um, and, you know, we'll hang our hats on, you know, Joe Pavelski and Cole Caulfield and, you know, those those guys who, like, especially Pavelski, three years at Spash, won a state tournament. He's now the highest scoring Badger ever to play in the NHL, um, passing Chris Chelios, who played in the NHL, I believe, at last check for 83 years. Um, so, you know. Oh, he played until he was 83, but he didn't start until he was, like, 20 or 22. You know, we'd like, you know, those, you can stay in high school and you can still move to the next level. Uh, the recruiting pitch that some of those AAA teams give you is really strong. But if you're a great hockey player, people tend to find you, especially now. I mean, it's not the same as it was in the pre-internet days. If you're a great hockey player, they'll find you. I would totally agree with that. You know, and the thing was, Joe Pavelski, he only played three years at Spash. His senior year, he went and played in the USHL. But you know what? He was just that good. He won well, a state not, championship. What, what more did he need to do? That's not that's he not. He had that opportunity. Like, uh, to take that's it. not the, the Caps or the Chicago Mission or no. some other U19. He was at the next level at that point. He was, you know in junior hockey he wasn't playing triple a high school level hockey at that point he was he was he had moved on i mean that's not the same thing as as going to play triple a somewhere it's funny i was watching a, a video on a uh, twitter today of the montreal canadians team entering somewhere and you see these couple tall guys all of a sudden here's this little guy carrying a tim hortons cup it's like oh that must be cold coffee <laughs> and sure enough you could see that he is much shorter than the rest of them but man, and that kid just can score. as an example, how often in the last 15 years, 20 years, has Team Wisconsin U19 beaten the Madison Capitals to move to the next tournament? It's pretty regularly. I'm pretty sure they win the state tournament for Tier 1 U19 more than the Caps do. Um, and then they go play in the the national tournament. Um, I think they've won, they've beaten the caps and the admirals more than they've lost to them. Go ahead, MJ. Cause I, I'm going to move on to another subject. So well, I, 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 got a, yeah, I, quick, I just want to know, I just got a quick follow up on the Cole Caulfield thing. Um, uh, former Wisconsin prep hockey photographer was in Columbus uh, a week and a half ago and took in uh, Montreal Canadiens at the Columbus Blue Jackets game. And his report on Cole Caulfield is that he doesn't even think about playing defense. 
he's not paid to. Everybody, everybody in the NHL is you, you got to play some defense. But you know, I think what I sent you the other day, Cole Caulfield's going to get paid. I believe Cole Caulfield plays as much defense as uh, Martin St. Louis expects him to. (laughs) Yeah. But Cole Caulfield's going to get paid here, guys. I I read it. I mean, they're working on something big with him. So um, I'm very Uh interested to see in the NHL. Is he going to get one of those seven, eight-year contracts? Maybe. Our, our, our defenseman also reported that on a defensive zone faceoff, you know, Cole Caulfield lined it up on the wing slot um, in, in the center. Uh, mm-hmm. And the defenseman, you know, lined up right behind him a good foot taller than him. <laughs> uh, and it, looked, it looked like they were spooning. <laughs> Cole Caulfield <laughs> is not a tall man. <laughs> no, but uh, could you imagine him out there with somebody like Zdeno Chara? I don't know, but man, I, it, it was just funny to see him walking in. You know, he had the beanie on and the nice jacket and, you know, got the coffee in his hand. And I've yep, he's couple, made the big time. I've seen a couple of Caulfield jerseys uh, on the ice at Everest Mike practice this year. Um, the kids don't wear their game jerseys for practice, they just wear whatever practice jersey they want. And some, yeah, some kids wear, you know, NHL jerseys. I like when I see the Caulfield ones. I haven't seen a Pavelski yet. I saw a Tarasenko and I wanted to kick him off the ice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Cole Caulfield needs to come on the show once. I would love to have him on. Maybe maybe he does someday. Maybe somebody can reach out to him or, or something. I'm sure I've his schedule is pretty full. Uh, we'll accommodate him. We will accommodate him. Um, but yeah, I know what you're saying, Dell. I mean, they're on the road a lot, so. All right, well, that's... Uh, that's uh, I did it. have one you, more thing, MJ. Yep, okay, go ahead. Uh, the one thing that I did want to bring up is uh, during the season, we know that a lot of the high school teams have awareness games for different things where they recognize. I uh, know that December 22nd, there's a big awareness game going on down in Beloit uh, by the Rock County Fury, the mental health awareness game. But uh, if you guys have an awareness game or a game where you're recognizing something around uh, town, uh, you know, let us know about those. You know, that's something that plays into when we're looking at what, picking our games of the week. And, you know, we love it when teams are uh, promoting their community and supporting their community in that way. Uh, so let us know about what's going on. And even if it's not going to be a game of the week because we can't be there or whatever, um, if you have, like a poster that goes up around town or a flyer or something. We will post that on the website. We'll put it on Facebook. We'll send it out on Twitter. Um, we'll do all the things. We'll be more than happy to. Uh, if you want to write something up about your awareness game, we'll do that too. Um, yeah, I, once again, I will just be happy to. Not more than. Uh, but yeah, last last year we got a two for one out of it in, in Hudson. Uh, the boys and the girls both had a cancer awareness uh, game on a, on a Saturday afternoon. We went over four. You were just happy to go where you weren't. I was happy to go. Beyond happy. A lovely well, we con- got- more than happy. We had a lovely conversation with Davis Drewiski. 
That was pretty cool. Well, we're going to put MJ's hair on the line for one of these games this year. What? What hair? <laughs> well, there's, there's still a little bit there. Not much. Do a game where if they'd raise enough money, we'll shave MJ's back. Oh, my God. Let's start this whole show over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even want to think about that. Um, right, we won't we won't shave MJ's whole back. We will just shave the winner's initials in MJ's back. The final score. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, where did where did this all go wrong? Uh guys, uh, anything else you want to add before, without making fun of me, that you want to add? Yeah, not if you're gonna limit it like that. No, no, not caveat too much. <laughs> I, I say, I, I shut you guys up there, didn't I? All right, well, time to take us home. I would say so. All right, so for uh, Dell, the uh, Bullybergs, <laughs> since they make so much fun of me, I'm Mike Hammett. Next week, right back here, we'll have that top six. Maybe we'll even we'll have Cole Caulfield on this week in Wisconsin prep hockey. <laughs>